Indianapolis. We got this. Good morning, everybody. Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition. This is Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com, where we um, have the ability of bringing in some of the coolest people I've ever met who have some of the most um, interesting lessons to teach us, lessons that maybe we should have learned when we were children, <laughs> which is super interesting. Oh, I didn't turn my, my mics on. All right, I'm going to turn my mics on. Yep, turn my mics on. <laughs> Got it. Okay, good. Okay, well, I'm going to turn it all the way down. Do I need to start over? <laughs> so we're already live. So there's, there are um, most days that I do this show and I mess up the tech. So um, anybody who watches on a regular basis is like, yeah, it's part of, part of it. <laughs> it's just the way that it goes. <laughs> Kicks my tail and it would help to record. You know, it's what, it's what happens when you're late. I was late and I was just, you know, just going. Just going. Anyway, we are going to start over, uh, sort of. Anyway, um, Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live, of course, on KUHSDenver.com where um, we bring in cool people who talk about cool things. So, um, truthfully, though, that's that's what this this show is about: is bringing um, bringing you to the best of our ability, truth in um, truth in healthcare, and healthcare, of course, is or health and wellness is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, financial. It's all of the things to um, be as um, as completely and optimally healthy and well-rounded as possible. And it's not always possible to do all of the things all at one time, but when we're able to bring to you people to give you little bits of information um, to help guide you along your journey, whatever that journey is, that's the goal of this show, right? Um, sometimes it helps us to look outside of the conventional, and I think it's important to keep that in mind. So. When I said um, it's when I said that there are things that we probably should have learned as children, um, there are as women things that we should have learned about our bodies, about our cycles, about the season of life through the season of our monthly cycles, um, which probably could have benefited all of us throughout our lives, throughout our, our fertility years, that maybe would have taken away some of the angst of the things that we deal with in our bodies because sometimes we just like we have no control right and so um adrian cook is the founder of empowered bloom she also teaches cycle charting which is what we're going to talk about cycle charting for natural pregnancy um adrian sorry for all the chaos <laughs> but thanks for being here don't worry i'm very comfortable in chaos so i love it i'm happy to be here it's just part of it right it always is always <laughs> oh man i feel like every time i start this show it's a little bit of chaos but that's okay we'll take it right it makes it fun it makes it real <laughs> it is definitely real we are sure. all of those things if nothing else right <laughs> So um, when we start the show, we always start the show with gratitude. Um, gratitude can change the world. And 
Um, just think of one, one small thing or maybe one big thing that you're grateful for today. Um, but Adrienne, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. What are you grateful for today? I love that so much. Um, I, I've been digging into the specifics of acknowledging your gratitude and it's not that being grateful for your family and food and shelter aren't like fantastic things to be grateful for because they are and I could list all of those as the top for me. But I also think that there's so much value in finding some of the little things that we don't always acknowledge. So um, I like to acknowledge the little things like um, I had 15 minutes of quiet time to myself mm. before my family and the world woke up. And what I do with those 15 minutes is really what centers me for the day. And I'm really thankful for that time because it really does shape the way that my whole attitude and the whole rest of my day goes. So um, I'm thankful for that 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, especially when you have young ones, right? And the young yeah. ones are up early and they run around and they have all their needs. And so good for you for finding that time. It's not always easy to find that time. Um, and that's something that I'm, I talk to my clients about a lot is, you know, if you don't meditate, if you don't pray, um, find that time five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. I don't care if you're in the shower. I don't care if you're sitting on the toilet, lock the door if possible, mm -hmm. right? If you have someone who's helping to support the family as well, don't just lock the kids out. But you know, whatever it is, that quiet time where you can be still and be grateful and um, just be quiet. It, it changes biochemistry, but it changes our energy. It changes our, you know, our, our body from this you know, go, 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 sympathetic nervous system, right, to the parasympathetic, to a calm and to the easy, then you can digest your food, then you can see things more clearly. So it really does make a huge difference to take that time, however long you can take, once a day, twice a day. I'm grateful when sometimes I can get, can get in three times a day, which is almost never, but this time of year, when um, it's, you know, the sun's coming out and it's beautiful, what gets me away from my computer is the sun. And so going outside in the sun and spending, it might be five minutes, it might be 20 minutes, just to me it's like God's hugs, right? And I, I've said this before, but it's so warm and cozy and I can just be calm for the most part. Sometimes my mind's like, okay, get up, go. But, <laughs> but it is this amazing, um, beautiful feeling to have that time just to spend warm. I love to be warm, makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so I was thinking about um, what I'm grateful for today. And so interestingly, uh, this is way different than what you had talked about, but I have, you know, my three girls or three dogs, one of them randomly came up with aspiration pneumonia. And Ooh. I was like, how does that happen? She's young, she's healthy. Well, they eat grass and they aspirate um they're the the stuff that they you know kind of throw up it's just yuck and it creates this infection and they can die <laughs> it's like what so it, anyway she's fine and you know took her to the vet who's a friend of ours and she's like yeah this happens and it can happen really really quickly um we'll put her on antibiotics and it could take a really long time for it to go away wow okay 
skin, if you know me well enough, you know that I don't take antibiotics lightly. You know, I don't give them to the dogs lightly. It's a rare day, even if there are lots of times that I'm told we should do it, and I'm like, this isn't the time. My dogs are healthy. I feed them a raw diet. They are they are good to go, and it always works out the way that it should. But this time, <laughs> I was like, okay, antibiotics it is. So grateful mm-hmm. for antibiotics, but then also grateful for the fact that it took, I think, just it was a 10-day. We didn't even have to finish the cycle of antibiotics, although we were told to. Um, but she was totally clear. And I, I, I believe that it's because we feed them a raw diet because they're very healthy. And, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's I'm, I'm grateful that she's okay, really. But I'm grateful for, I, you know, so much of it's the knowledge of health. And as, as we, as I've grown, you know, we can't know everything all at one time. And so we grow and we learn and we grow and we learn. And that's what life is all about which is always why I'm excited to have people like you on because I'm still learning and growing and learning and growing from what you teach. Um, but it's it's just being comfortable and confident in knowing how to care for, at least for the most part, right? My family, my dogs, who are my family, um, and that everybody's healthy and okay. So that's what I'm grateful for today. <laughs> I'm, glad she, I'm so glad she's okay. I know, me too. <laughs> my, little, my, my, little, my little girl. Um, so, I want to um, start off as as usual. Um, we we start the show with you know kind of your history. What brought you here? What excites you? What motivates you? But I want to first. This is not what I typically do. But I was on your website, and you know something. And I, I say this because I for me this is going to kind of dive into what you're going to say about your history. But it's so compelling to me what you said on your website. So I want to read this. Um, and it said, it says, I had just finished taking charge the book, reading, gosh, I can't even read, just finished reading Taking Charge of Your Fertility by Tony Welsher and was flooded with emotion. I was angry that I was in my late 20s and just learning about this. I was filled with awe and wonder over the beautiful harmonies of the female body. And I was empowered as hell, knowing that I held, held the keys to my own fertility and overall health. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that this literally changed my life in every way. It made me a mama, completely changed the way I take care of my body, and ignited a fire in me so fierce it morphed into this business that champions women in their health and conception journeys. I love that. I read it. And <laughs> it's still just as true today. Yeah. Like it still makes me emotional. Like I wrote that from the heart for sure. Yeah, I love that it makes you emotional still. And and I just went, holy smokes. And it's so much part of why I said early on that why 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 do we not learn about these things as children? You know, why, we don't necessarily need these, you know, super sciencey sex ed. I mean, some of it maybe we got to learn this stuff, but some of this stuff about, especially about women and our bodies and hormones and what it means and how to take control and take charge, these things are not taught to us. There are things that you know that I'm like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> so I'm going to stop and quit soapboxing and <laughs> let you talk about, uh, you know, what got you here besides, well, on top of this. And yeah, what's your story? <laughs> I'm trying to think of where to start. Um, I would like to say that I do think that I had 
probably the best case scenario in terms of being introduced to my cycle growing up. Although I certainly know, I didn't know what I know now. I did have a mom who was very open about talking about my body and answering any questions that I had to the best of her ability. Um, there was never any shame or embarrassment tied around that topic ever. And so I do think I had a really good starting point of being like, well, this is just, this is my body. This is nothing to be ashamed about. This is totally normal. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to start there because I think a lot of people are still trying to bridge that gap. <laughs> I mean, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s maybe, like we're mm -hmm. still trying to um, change the narrative that our bodies are gross or something to be kept secret mm -hmm. or embarrassed by. And none of those things are true. It's literally the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I really didn't start to dive into the specifics of my cycle until I knew I wanted to start, well, we wanted to start trying for our first baby. And so I did, I picked up um, Tony Weschler's book, which is called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. It's giant. It's a Bible, <laughs> the, the body Bible, yeah, as I yeah. like to call it, and it's phenomenal, but it, it you know, yeah, it takes some time to work through and totally understand, um, but I had the time. I am a type A planner, and I knew I didn't want to necessarily start trying right that instance, but within a year or two, mm -hmm. so I was doing some mental work education prior to. That's just that's just who I am. That's just my personality type. So I realize not everybody is in that same boat, but I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this brand new thing. I better learn about it. <laughs> so, and not to interrupt you, but I think it's a really important thing for people to take home and to really take to heart because, um, of course, that's how you and I have met is through, is through our own um, experiences in the preconception planning space. Right, um, your mom. I'm I'm a dog mom, so not really the same. But um, you know, it's so I can't say it's it's the fertility journey, but it's the wanting, it's the helping and guiding people who are um, who are looking to start that journey. And I guess what I want people to take to heart is the fact that you took the time, and it's the it's that time to get yourself healthy, mind, body, spirit, soul, as much as possible because it has a massive impact on pregnancy, on the baby. Um, and, you know, I, I say this from experience with friends, family, clients, is that so often it's a, I'm ready, let's do it now situation. Doesn't really mm -hmm. matter where, what else is going on, let's just do it. When right. it, really, it really is important to plan. I'm not yeah. a planner. This is, this is the most important thing you can plan for. It really is, and I, I am thankful that that is my, my personality. I, I approach just about everything in my <laughs> life that way, maybe to a fault, to be fair. Um, but I also say on the flip side, like this is where if you are the type of person who like wants it and wants it now, um, working with people like you and me can really speed up the journey because we've yeah. gone through the time-consuming process of learning, mm -hmm. uh, both from a book and also from real life experience. Like, had I had somebody like me to walk me through that journey, my, which I'll share with you a little bit, like that would, that process would have been so much quicker. Um, and I know that, I know what it's like to be impatient. I know what it's like to want what you want and want it yesterday. Um, and that's 
honestly, the majority of my clients too. And that's one of the main reasons people come to me is they don't want to take the time to go through the body Bible. They don't want to take, you know, ages and ages to educate themselves. And I'm not ever going to say like preparation isn't key because that's something I really teach. I do believe taking the time to optimize your health and your fertility is the best thing you can possibly do for yourself in that entire journey. However, there is a lot of education um, that can be expedited by, you know, en- enlisting the help of somebody like yourself or, or me, you know. So um, I think that that's partly why I am wired the way I am mm-hmm. is so that I can share that <laughs> with well, other people. Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, and I say this a lot, but it's true. It's why we all have our expertise. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to do bookkeeping. I suck at it, and I don't want to learn it. I don't want to <laughs> do it. I just want somebody to tell me, this is what you need to do. This is how yeah. you need to do it. I took care of all of this for you. Here you go. <laughs> right? And, um, you know, I think that that's, that's – it, and, and it goes back to building our team. We have to have our team of, of experts who surround us, who are going to help us, that we trust, and are going to build us up. Um, and so, yes, we, I mean, you you did all the hard work because you're interested, because you love it, you wanted to be the expert. Um, not everybody has the time or the will, and so that's good. It's fine because somebody's yeah, going to need each other. For yes, sure, for yes, yes. We're never whatever. meant to like do it all by ourselves. No, <laughs> it's too hard, and too frustrating, and too overwhelming. Yeah, 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 yeah. all of that. Um, yeah, so anyways, if you want me to keep going. <laughs> yes, 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 sorry. <laughs> no, 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 this is great. This is this is how I roll. Um, so I was doing the research, and if you are familiar with taking charge of your fertility, a big piece of that is teaching you how to chart your menstrual cycle. Um, so I was learning how to do that. I was practicing how to do that. Um, and I started doing that after coming off of hormonal birth control. Um, so I knew that I wanted to give myself some time to like see what my body was doing and learn about all this stuff that was brand new to me. Um, and so I did for about a year. And in that year, I did have to make a few tweaks because I noticed through cycle charting that maybe my fertility wasn't optimal, especially after coming off of being on hormonal birth control for a while. Um, but I don't know, how old was I? Maybe 31 when we conceived, 30 or 31, um, our first baby. And thankfully, by just cycle charting, I was able to know when I was fertile, um, when to time intercourse, and how to make small tweaks to you know, optimize my fertility. And I do attribute cycle charting to how quickly we were able to conceive our, our first daughter. So that was fantastic. I felt like, oh my gosh, I have this tool that you know, I never knew about <laughs> as right. a young person. Um, and it helped me get what I want, okay? Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people in the fertility space can relate to that. Yep. Um, so that was the first introduction I had to cycle charting. But I continued cycle charting um, after having our first daughter because I did not want to go back on birth control. Um, I wanted to use cycle charting as a method of pregnancy prevention and I was able to do so for many years. Um, Unfortunately, after my daughter was born, I just kind of had an onslaught of really challenging things going on in life. So I experienced postpartum depression. 
um, I lost several close loved ones, mm -hmm. and um, my marriage was quite honestly in a really, really rocky spot. And with all of those factors in play, I unknowingly was living in a place of chronic, like we're talking decades long of stress, mm -hmm. for that my body finally said like, we're done, <laughs> like yeah. we've had enough of like trying to float this for you, like mm -hmm. you have to do something about it. And um, it told me that in the form of a like really generic bacteria infection that a normal, healthy, 30-something-year-old woman should have been able to fight off easily on her own. Yep. Instead, it my body refused. So I was rushed off to the hospital. They had no idea what was going on with me. I was quarantined. I mean, this was before quarantine was a thing, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Um, and I was in the hospital for days trying to fight this thing off. Like, I, my body had finally said, like, you can no longer live this way. <laughs> um, this is not how you're supposed to function. And I am going to pause really quickly. I'm going to continue. But like, I actually have found that this is very normal for a lot of women to just think that like the way that we're living is is normal and that we just have to like put on our big girl panties and like hustle through life yep. and strive and be stressed out of our gourd 24 seven. Like I mm -hmm. literally just thought like, this is what it's like to be an adult grown woman. Mm -hmm. Like I just, am, I'm just gonna be up here mm -hmm. all the time, yep. all the time. I just, I just thought that's how, it, I just thought everyone was something like that and that was normal. And it wasn't until I had this wake up call that I realized it was very much not normal. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's a really, really important point for, for anybody, male, female, whatever it is, is Stress is the is the biggest factor in health issues, um, mm -hmm. and so you know, inflammation causes stress. Stress causes inflammation, right? Lack of sleep causes inflammation, causes stress, causes inflammation, causes lack of sleep, right? And we could go down, down, you know, to all of the different things, and then it decreases our immune system, and then we have bacterial, fungal parasitic infections, whatever it is, the body can't handle anymore. So it's a really, really nasty cycle. And we don't understand, I think a lot of us don't understand, and I, I have to deal with it every day, just like, okay, like I said, get away from the computer and go chill the F out for a bit, you know, um, because it's so important and it's important for, it's important for pregnancy, it's important for male fertility, it's important for our children, it's important for our families support for every part of us. Um, so I think sometimes we think that it's okay to live in that space too. Like I'm getting so much done and I'm going and everything's fine and like, you know, all of these things, but it's, it, it literally is killing us faster. It, it is 100%. And to your point, um, stress comes in all different sizes and yeah. shapes and, yep. and boxes. Um, so it really just takes slowing down to be self-aware of what actual stresses are happening in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I had to do. Like that was a wake up call for me. I was in the hospital for four or five days, um, scared, super scared that like, you know, this, this could be the end of the road for me. Like it was a really big moment for me to be like, okay, I have to literally reevaluate like my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, whether it's passion or my calling or just me being a straight up nerd, um, all of it. I, I say all of it. All those things which I'm very okay with. Um, but I was still cycle charting, right? Because I was trying to prevent pregnancy at the time. 
But what I didn't realize when I was trying for my first is that um, I could see in my cycle chart how these um, negative stressors were impacting my cycle. Um, especially as I took seriously like what I call my back to health journey. Like this is when it started. Like I started implementing things that I never would have dreamed of. Like it had been, I, and this is this is how, how bad it was. Like it had been like I, five, six, seven years since I'd taken a bath. Like since I'd slowed down oh, enough yeah, to just like right. sit in a bathtub and mm -hmm. just be. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're talking like I was going a million miles a minute. All, all the time. Yeah. And so I was incorporating these things, slow but sure, and I could see in front of me, through my cycle chart, how it was impacting my fertility. And I was like, this was my light bulb moment. Like, yes, understanding your basal body temperature, very important. Mm -hmm. Yes, understanding your cervical fluid and your fertility signs, charting them, super important. Like, we aren't skipping that step but we're missing something if we aren't paying attention to the other lifestyle factors yep. that are inherently a holistic piece of our life. Yep. Um, and what that does in terms of our overall health and fertility and how it impacts it so dramatically. Um, so really like, like when I was talking about like sharing with others what I've learned truthfully the hard way, like I mean it, like when I teach my clients how to cycle chart, we're, we're learning the basic fertility signs, but I'm also like, okay, <laughs> you need to get quiet about what's going on in your life and be honest with yourself. Like, are you slowing down? Are you getting fresh air? How are you exercising? How are you eating? Like, how are you sleeping? Like we could go on and on and I have a, you know, a, a structure mm -hmm, so that sure. it's not overwhelming for them to start paying attention to those things. I just don't think that we, or even slowing down enough to, to stop and, and think about them. And when we do, and we start to collect data, um, it really shows itself in terms of like where you are with your fertility. Um, it can be overall health as well, but I do specifically work with women trying to become pregnant. Yeah. And so, and staying pregnant, might I add. <laughs> and yeah. it's very, um, it's very important to see what your fertility is like before trying to conceive not just for those two pink lines, but for beyond. Mm -hmm. um, so I took that knowledge myself and, you know, it didn't it didn't happen as fast as I wanted. My fertility was not improving as quickly as what I had liked. It, it was improving, I could see change. I kept telling myself this is working, but it took me probably personally a full two years of implementing step-by-step -step slow changes to improve my overall health and lifestyle. And then, when I could look at my chart and say, okay, it, it looks like my fertility has optimized. This mm -hmm. looks like a good time. Then at the age of 37, so that advanced maternal age they like to talk about. So frustrating, <laughs> the, the geriatric, I mean, I'm like, yeah. it's just, I, you, have, you would have that on your website too. And I'm like, come on, really? Yeah. Is this what we have yeah. to say? Talk I, about I have to laugh about it because I really <laughs> just feel like it's such an arbitrary, phrase I really do um, but I hope that it's encouraging to somebody in that place that like once we did to start decide to start to try at 37 I got pregnant just as quickly as I did with my first Amazing. in terms mm -hmm. of trying right like mm -hmm. when we were actually trying yeah. that preparation phase is important I don't I don't include that in my time where I was trying I was preparing to conceive it's different than trying to conceive right right right, right. and so we were able to conceive our second, and um, I just feel really, really blessed to have had that knowledge because 
I know that by looking at my cycle chart, if we would have tried even six months prior, there was a good chance I could have gotten pregnant but not stayed pregnant. Isn't that like, so interesting? And I love, it's so powerful. I mean, that's so much of what, what we talk about, you know, in Soulful Conception and anybody who I have as a guest expert, which of course you are in Soulful Conception and already have been. Um, but the, the amount of power that we have that I think a lot of us don't know that we have. And it's kind of amazing when you have this tool all that you can see, because I didn't know you could see all of these things with cycle charting. I mean, that you can see that you might not have stayed pregnant. I mean, imagine the amount of frustration, anger, fear, sadness that we can avoid by understanding cycle charting. And, oh, I might not stay pregnant at this point. This isn't probably isn't the time. Fascinating yeah. and beautiful. It is, and I would be lying if I said I didn't have like real life people that have inspired me to advocate for those people, like for those people, like the lack, the lack of knowledge that we've been given is, is literally resulting in heartbreak that yeah. could sometimes, not always, like sure. there's no blanket statement here, but sometimes could be avoidable. Um, you know, I've got potential nieces and nephews and babies in heaven that should be here. <laughs> I've got best friends who've got babies in heaven that should be here. And if they had some of this information prior, not, again, not always, <laughs> doesn't always prevent the heartache, but at least it gives you some peace that you knew that you had that knowledge and you did everything that you possibly could mm -hmm. before moving forward. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Um, yeah. Because we often have the what ifs, like, what if I would have done this? Like, in they play the the blame yep. game like yep. this is my fault and mm -hmm. I I, I want to take that away as much as possible because it's it's never a woman's fault but sh man she sure as hell feels empowered when she has that knowledge ahead of time mm -hmm. and she can say with full confidence like I did everything I could yep. like I know that I did everything that I could and it really does help like mm -hmm. again embrace the peace and and mm -hmm. leave behind the blame mm -hmm. or the shame which mm -hmm. That's my goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's beautiful. I love it. Um, I love it. We speak so much of the same language, although yours is deeper than mine in certain areas, but it, it's so good. It's so good. I, you know, I see it in practice a lot where um, people are, they blame themselves for their health issues or for whatever the case may be. And even yesterday, I had to, had to tell somebody, you know, these things are not necessarily your fault so just understand the body is dynamic the body is working and yeah. you know it's it's our job to understand our body um, mm -hmm. which is what I try to do and of course what you're doing as well um, before we jump into the cycle charting itself I want to ask your opinion um, and and I, I kind of already know it because of you know based on conversations but I think it's important for people to hear what you see, what you experience, what you know, and your opinions on hormonal birth control. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to start this by saying I'm not a hormonal birth control expert. Right. Um, because there are so many different kinds. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. the amount on the market, what they all do, like, there's so many intricacies to it that I... 
and won't even claim to be an expert by any stretch of the imagination. What I do know about hormonal birth control is that by their design, the majority of them are turning off ovulation because we all know that without ovulation, you cannot become pregnant and vice versa, right? Like ovulation is what releases the egg for conception. So by the very definition of controlling, you know, that uh, mechanism and they turn off ovulation, which in my opinion is the star of our cycles. We've always been taught that like menstruation, the bleeding, the period is like the main show, the main event of our, of our cycles when in fact, ovulation is the main event mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is without ovulation we don't have the beautiful cycle of the hormonal fluctuations that we were intended to have throughout say a month or 28 days for example right um, without that um, we're not ebbing and flowing naturally um, there are like so as a, so I'm a I'm a certified fertility doula and I've also been a doula in the other areas that most people are familiar with, like birth and postpartum. And we have a beautiful acronym that we share with our clients to help them make truly informed decisions. And it's the BRAIN acronym. And I always encourage my clients or my friends or whoever to use this acronym when they are considering going on hormonal birth control or going off for that matter because I will never ever tell you what to do, but I do believe that being educated about all facets is important in making your decision. So when we're talking about this BRAIN acronym and making a decision, B stands for the benefits. What are the benefits to birth control, to not being on birth control? Um, and that's unique to every person. That's why it's not my place to decide, right? You have to decide like, if this is a, a big benefit for you, it should definitely be considered. R is what are the risks, okay? And that's very important as well. Again, if you're not on hormonal birth control, there are risks to that if you don't want to become pregnant. Becoming pregnant is one of them. Yep. Um, but if we're gonna talk just very briefly about some of the risks of hormonal birth control, um, when you turn off those natural hormonal fluctuations, like it's intended to do, not only are you depleting your body of nutrients, <laughs> mm -hmm. as you know, because it has to pull, yeah. it's, a, it's a foreign substance inside of your body, so it's pulling out nutrients to try to function at its best. Mm -hmm. um, but another risk is that you aren't benefiting from the hormonal fluctuations that are actually very good for our bodies. Like progesterone, for one, is what's the dominant hormone in the last part of our, our, our cycle, like the two weeks before your period. Um, that is a huge hormone that's important for stress management. <laughs> like mm -hmm. without a proper, and I'm just gonna give one example. There are literally hundreds of these when it comes to like the risks versus the benefits of being on hormonal birth control. This is just one. Like when you don't have the proper dosage or balance mm -hmm. of progesterone, your body does not know how to handle and manage any kind of stress on its own in a healthy way. It's and amazing. I think we've seen that in mm -hmm. our in our world. Oh, like yeah. I think we've yeah. seen the lack of mm -hmm. <laughs> stress management. Like we're all trying to figure it out. And that's a huge piece of it when our progesterone levels are either inadequate, not there, or imbalanced. Yeah. So that's my little side tangent because that's just one of many mm -hmm. risks 
involved. That's in huge. It's huge because we're, as we're talking about, stress is everywhere, and everybody's dealing with it. Yes. And it's it's interesting to if you if you literally take a step back and 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 consider the implications of this if you're on hormonal birth birth control, um, just in that area. I mean, it could change lives. It, it absolutely can, and it does. Um, I am not in any way like associated or affiliated with them, but Ricky Lake has a tremendous um, documentary called The Business of Birth Control mm -hmm. that I highly recommend to anyone who's trying to make that decision for themselves. Yeah. Um, it's just um, very alarming how much no one is taught about hormonal birth control before being prescribed it. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel like it's very irresponsible mm -hmm. on the part of, of the person who prescribes without providing the information and that's 99% of the stories. Like women had no idea when they were prescribed hormonal birth control, the risks. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we all know what some of the benefits are, <laughs> um, but the risks are, are quite monumental. Yeah. Um, so it's important to check that out. I would, I would advise that to anybody, but um, if we continue with the brain acronym quickly, mm -hmm. the A is for alternatives which hello, there are plenty. Yeah, yeah. Psychic being one of them, if mm -hmm. you're looking to go at, um, off of hormonal birth control and still prevent pregnancy. Um, but there are many alternatives. Um, on, on each side of the coin, you really just have to be proactive in looking for them. Um, I is your intuition or your instinct. And again, something I feel like we've been shoving down as yes. women in that society for yeah. far too long, when in fact, in my opinion, it's the number one thing you need to be paying attention to um, is going to tell you so much about the right path for you, and it's it's never it has it has to be included in every conversation and every decision you make. And then, um, this isn't always applicable to hormonal birth control, but it's still still fantastic to consider. Is N is nothing, or what happens if I do nothing, or if I need more time? Yep. Like a lot of times we think, oh, we have to make this decision right away. And this is particularly true with women who are um, giving birth, right? Like they, there's a lot of decisions to make, especially during labor. But if you can take a step back and say, okay, what happens if I do nothing right now or if I need more time? Like that's all, all 90% of the time that's going to be an option unless there's an emergency. So you can take a deep breath and actually make an educated decision without feeling pressure. Yeah. So I think that acronym is important mm -hmm. whenever yep. you're considering hormonal birth control or not, um, because again, it's nobody's choice but yours, and you do need to be fully informed and educated before you can make the best possible choice for yourself. Yeah, I think it's important. You know, um, oh, of course it's important. I, you know, I was on birth control for many years, had no clue what it was doing to me, um, and obviously you were on it, so there's a, there's no judgment, but it is so important to be educated, and that's that's educated, informed. Um, I'm still working on being educated and informed, right? I think that's, that's oh, part of life and it's what we do. But um, one of the things that that happened to me when I got back on birth control is dating, <laughs> dating my husband now. And um, I got on the pill and I didn't like him as much. <laughs> I was like, ah. mm -hmm. what? what is this he's a funny dude anybody who knows him he's a funny dude and he's got a big personality and it just I was, it just didn't feel like he was as funny he's like something is going on here something is not okay with this 
And I didn't want to get back on it anyway. I was already at that point where I was I was moving into natural health and starting to learn and understand. And it's like, I just didn't know what else to do. So you go and you research. And so I certainly got off of it. And it helped me like him again. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so I have a question for you because yeah. this is, I think, something women actually really need to hear. Um, you, let me, um, correct me if this is wrong, but you met him before you were on hormonal, hormonal birth control. Is that correct? I had been off it for quite some time. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you met him and your hormones were naturally regulating your chemicals in your body and in his mm -hmm. were in their natural states. Yes. So we have this, we have five mm -hmm. senses for a reason, right? Pheromones, chemicals, how yeah. we smell people. Like it's a real thing. Like it absolutely contributes to attraction. Mm -hmm. And when we are on hormonal birth control. Oh. Hold on. Hold on one second. Sorry, Adrian. Sorry, everybody. Don't know what just happened. Henry. Oh, here we are. <laughs> I'm calling out for Henry. Come save us. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, but when we're on hormonal birth control, that those chemicals are altered. They're no longer our own. And and many women find this to be true is that like once they um like in your case, like I find it so fascinating that you went back off of hormonal birth control and I you, wanted to you like him. Like you were attracted to him again. Mm -hmm. Like those mm -hmm. pheromones and chemicals are real. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm I'm stretching perhaps a bit, but I'm like, how is this impacting like our marriages and our divorce oh, yeah. rates? And oh, yeah. I, I'm just being real. Like this mm -hmm. is this is chemically not the way our bodies were designed to operate. And so when we're talking about, you know, like finding our partners in life, like we can't turn off certain aspects of our physiology and expect it to just go hunky dory. You yeah. know? Yeah. I think that's huge. It, it is huge, and it's interesting to think back on it and, and think of it in that way. And what I'm I'm super grateful for is the fact that I was aware of it. Yeah, um, that's that most women are not. Yeah, yeah, um, and I don't, I don't know how. I just, I just was. It's like something's different, and I don't like this, and it's weird. But anyway, um, I also, though, for those who are out there, you know, one of the things that I experienced with a client was she was having such, such severe PMS symptoms that her pain was putting her in the hospital, uh, you know, in the emergency department, um, and so she would put on two different types of pills and she went from that to feeling suicidal. So we have to be so, so careful with these chemical hormones. Again, everybody has a choice, but be aware, be informed, um, and do your research. You know, it's, anyway, I, I we're running out of time and it's so frustrating. So I'm gonna stop there. Um, I want you to dig into the cycle charting, what that means, what that looks like, um, and you know, a little more, just a little more detail, because it's freaking cool stuff. <laughs> it is really cool, um, and I know I, I can really only give you like the the snapshot version, sure. yeah. but cycle charting is really just keeping track of your body's cycle as a woman if you are not on hormonal birth control, um, because as we talked about, if you are your like your hormones are being controlled by an outside substance so this is applicable like what i'm about to share is only applicable to those who are cycling naturally without hormonal birth control but that being said 
um, that it's awareness. I teach the fertility awareness method with a combination of my own empowered womb technique that I shared with you a little bit earlier. Um, but it's recognizing your body's fertility signs. And the truth is, whether or not you ever want to become a mother or not, your body as a woman was physio physiologically designed to procreate. Hard stop. Like yep. that's yep. that's sometimes really uncomfortable for us to hear in this day and age because like we're women and we have choices and, and all of those things are absolutely true, which is why the knowledge piece is so important by the way. But physiologically, we were created and designed to procreate. And your body is going to try to do that every single month yep. unless you are doing something or not doing something during a specific time. Um, so we have two main fertility signs that I already spoke of earlier. Our basal body temperature, which is our body's temperature at rest. It's metabolic rate at rest, meaning right before you like get out of bed, um, like you can take your temperature orally after three hours of consecutive sleep, um, before you go to the bathroom, before you roll around, like any of that is gonna tell you what your basal body temperature is. And I will tell you why that's so important in just a moment. But the second fertility sign, the main one, is gonna be your cervical fluid. And what many women don't know, um, and what certainly many women should have been taught when yeah. you know they first started their periods, um, is our bodies naturally produce a fluid as we approach ovulation. And this fluid is what carries the sperm and helps promote conception. Um, cervical fluid in and of itself is like a crazy awesome thing. Like it filters out um, abnormal sperm. It, without it, sperm will die almost instantly. So like it's this really beautiful um, thing that our body produces that really helps like protect and enforce and um, you know, try to get you pregnant as best as it possibly can. Um, anywhere from like three to 10 days prior to ovulation is totally normal depending on the woman. Um, and those fertile signs are gonna tell you when you should start trying to have intercourse if you want to become pregnant or when you need to avoid it if that is not your goal. So you can see how it can really be applicable no matter what your fertility goal is. Um, but for the sake of my clients who want to become pregnant, um, they need to recognize these signs, not just for timing intercourse to become pregnant, because again, despite what many of us were taught growing up, you can't become pregnant any day of the month. It's only six days maximum that a woman can become pregnant in an, an entire cycle. Um, it's amazing. Which is, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. But if you know when those six days are, I mean, hot damn, let's go to town, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> And, that, and that's so powerful to know that about yourself instead of guessing or thinking that you have to have sex every single day, mm -hmm. um, which isn't always practical for everyone, well, right? And it becomes a job. You know, sex yeah. is supposed to be fun. It is, there's a yeah. reason for it, but you want it to be fun and not a job, not go, here we go again, you know? Yes, yes, exactly. Um, that's how it's supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. So. These fertile signs not only tell you how to time intercourse, but it also tells you um, the health of your overall cycle. So by using these fertility signs, um, that's how I was able to know, like I probably wouldn't have been able to sustain a pregnancy during a certain period of my life, or this is actually quite an optimal time. Um, 
although I will preach till the, till, you know, the sun goes down, is that every woman is unique, mm-hmm. 100%. Their fertility is unique. There's no such thing as an average woman. There's no such thing as like the perfect cycle. Um, but there are things that, again, because we were created like this physiologically, that are considered optimal. Like because we have science, because we, we have been procreating for thousands upon thousands of years now, we have proof and evidence of what a optimal cycle looks like for a woman. Um, not just for procreating, but for overall health. And if you're charting those things and paying attention to those fertility signs in combination with what I call those stress lifestyle factors, um, you become the expert on your own body. Like, and that I cannot tell you is, like I said, it's been, it's life-changing. It's literally life-changing for a woman. And it's not a, and if you're not optimal, it's not a life sentence. Like, there are things you can do and change in your life, working with you and nutrition specifically is a huge one, that can improve your overall health and fertility. And that's why I love cycle charting is because many women think they have to change all the things. Mm-hmm. They have to do all the things in order to be healthy. And man, that's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's literally not possible for us right now. So yeah. I will have them start small with implementing these changes and it takes approximately 90 days for the fertility to kind of get the message and for the egg health to, to change. Um, and that is a huge part of our fertility as well as our egg health. And that can also be improved. But we can start to look at our chart and say, these are working or they're not. And it's time to either add something or take something away instead of trying to throw everything in the kitchen sink yeah. at your health. Do you get a lot from your clients that they've heard that they can't change their egg health, that, that once it gets to a certain point, that that that's it? You know, I do think that that is slowly becoming more and more debunked. Good. Um, the women that work with me are hella educated. They are smart <laughs> and they know their yeah. stuff. Like yeah. I'm, I'm constantly impressed by them. So many of them already have that knowledge to some degree, but it never hurts to show them like, okay, this is what this actually means, and this is how it actually can be done in your unique circumstances. Because egg health improvement has some generalities. Like, you know, if everybody exercises and eats whole food diet, like, we're all going to generally feel better. But that doesn't mean that, like, the perfect health prescription for me is the perfect health prescription for you. And the same goes for a woman who's trying to improve her egg health which is why cycle charting is so important. So she's not throwing darts in the dark, right. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the stress lifestyle factors that I've alluded to are, it's another acronym. I love my acronyms, but um, <laughs> first S stands for sleep. It's huge. That's right. It's such, a, it's such a teller mm-hmm. in our overall health and fertility. T is travel or time change, which many people don't realize mm-hmm. impacts your hormones. Yep. Um, R is your reactions to food or toxins or alcohol, things I know you really focus on. So that's why I love working with you is because when people implement your plans and if they cycle chart as well, they're gonna be like, hey, Nikki's got me exactly on track. Like they can see it. Yeah, like it's not yeah. a feeling like, do you feel better? Are you mm-hmm. losing weight? Like if that's that. the goal, you know, it's literally in front of them in their cycle chart in a variety of ways, which is so cool. So. Uh, that was R. E is, of course, exercise, and that's another thing that I see women really um, kind of miss the mark on. Like, again, we've been taught we have to go hard all the time, yeah. and our hormones do not love that. 
Uh, and not to interrupt you, but I am because I think it's so cool. And I don't know if we'll have time to get into it, but you have a blog called Syncing Exercise with Recycle, which I love that. Um, and it's 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 the understanding of our cycle that our cycle is seasonal in a sense, right? We have seasons yeah. within each cycle and understanding what that means and what's best for us during, you know, different times of our cycle. So anyway, I think that I think that's fascinating. It is. Um, it really is like the opposite of what we've been taught. Like you can still achieve your goals. You can still work really hard with honoring your body. And believe it or not, when you do that, you get to your goals more quickly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which yeah. is the irony of it all, right? Um, so E is exercise. The second S, or I guess we're at the third S, second S, yes, is uh, sickness. I mean, we all just overlook that, right? Like yeah. sickness absolutely impacts our stress and our, like sickness is a stress. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. that impacts our hormones. And then the final S is actually just stress. And I know that sounds ambiguous, but I do that on purpose so that we can start to get women to tap into their intuition and their instinct, like we talked about with that brain acronym. Mm -hmm. um, I really want women to like sit back and take a minute and be like, okay, what actual stress is in my life? Like what feels stressful to me? And I feel like when I give them that open-ended letter, if you will, in the acronym, I get a dozen different answers. Yep. Because what's stressful to one woman mm -hmm. is not going to be stressful to the next. Mm -hmm. And that is always key in what's going on with any hormonal imbalances or your body speaking to you about things that needs its attention. So, and I want to hit on that because I think it's such a really, really important point. Um, and it's one that I say on a regular basis, but it is really learning again how to listen to your body, physically, mentally, emotionally, with the cycle charting. Uh, there's so many ways that we have forgotten, you know, over the, you know, hundreds of years now, um, how to listen to our bodies. You know, we used to eat things to help us uh, have normal cycles. We used to eat things to help us eliminate, you know, parasites and microbes that we're not supposed to have, and we don't do that as much as we do. Now, if we have a pain, we want to go take Advil, right? Or, you know, we have a, we're sad, we want to go take antidepressants. And I'm not knocking anyone or any drug, but understanding that depression is a symptom, anxiety is a symptom, pain is a symptom, sleeplessness is a symptom. Um, all of these things that, that is our bodies trying to bring awareness to us kind of like what you said i'm always you know knocking on the tables going to body knocking on the door going hey you know we got, we i'm trying to get your attention because i can't do this alone anymore you said just the same thing a little while ago and i loved it so i say that all the time but it's your body mm -hmm. saying i can't do this anymore i need your input i am struggling let's figure it out yeah and i think that's again going back to the narrative that we've been taught is that like not only have we heard that like our bodies, we should be ashamed of them or embarrassed by them, but, but also a lot of women are taught that they're like a nuisance, right? Mm -hmm. Or that, you know, our bodies hate us or, you know, our bodies are against us. Yes. And yes. that just, that makes me so sad. And I, and I know that there's tangible hurt that comes from that. Like I'm not in any way belittling the fact yep. that like women really struggle with things going on in their bodies. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, your body is fighting for you. Mm -hmm. Like your body wants you to survive and mm -hmm. thrive. Mm -hmm. And it's trying to get your attention and it'll start quiet. It'll be like a little tap, tap, tap initially until all of a sudden it's 
so loud that you cannot ignore it. And that's when it becomes really, really hard and devastating to even just live a normal life. Like mm -hmm. if we can start tuning in to those tap, tap, taps that our bodies are trying to talk to us about before it becomes a large, a large knock, um, you know, we're just going to be so much healthier and happier, mm -hmm. truthfully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Um, is there anything else that you would like to cover? Um, because I certainly want you to talk about, you know, where you, where you can be found and all of the things, but is there anything else sure. that you want to cover that we have not hit on yet? Um, so many things. We're, we'll have another one. We'll have you on again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, right? We could do another hour. Um, yeah. Here's what I want women to hear, because I think, I think we need to hear this collectively, and I'm speaking to myself too. When you're charting your cycle or paying attention to your body in whatever capacity that looks like for you, I don't want women to look at this like another thing on their to-do list, right? I don't want them to look at this as adding one more thing to their plate. I want them to try to change their mental perspective that this is an immense privilege. Mm -hmm. Like our bodies were created so beautifully mm -hmm. and so intentionally. Yes. And when we can start to understand that and honor that, we start giving ourselves grace. Mm -hmm. We start leaning into rest. We start bringing in more joy to our lives. Like this isn't just about becoming and staying pregnant, even though like, my gosh, that's huge. Mm -hmm. But this is, this is about a perspective of changing how we look at and interact with. It's a relationship. Mm -hmm. We want to create a relationship with our bodies. And we can't do that if it feels like just another obligation. Yeah. If we can shift our mindset to understand that this is a privilege, like our bodies, I'm sorry, but compared to the man's body, like we are goddesses. <laughs> we, are, like, we are incredible. If you look at all the different things that a woman's body can do and endure and, you know, capitalize on, it's, mm -hmm. it's truly miraculous. And, oh, yeah. and I want women to live their lives knowing that they were created with intention and with purpose and not just another thing to like, mm -hmm. to just do like, right this isn't something to be pressurized and, and cycle charting is not about being perfect. I have to say that to my clients on a regular basis. Like there is no such thing as perfection. It's, it's just about purpose. It's about purpose. Um, and that's a purpose that every woman has been given. I love that. I love that. And thank you for that. I think it, it is really important to understand that it is, it's a, it's a relationship. Um, and it's, it's, it's a God given right to, to, just to love on our bodies and and enjoy them and and just you know be be at one because we we're we're so disconnected so often from our bodies and I hear this a lot with with clients so um, well it's easy to be disconnected to something that you hate or you feel like hates you mm -hmm. yeah. right yeah um, when we change that narrative it it changes the game for yeah. sure. All right, well, um, one thing I want to say real quick, and this is for my family up north, is you went to Michigan State, yes? Ah, woo -woo, so go green, go green. <laughs> we have, and I, the, my, my cousin Missy is on, um, but my whole, I got family in Lansing and in Grand Ledge and all, all that whole area. I love that. Mm -hmm. I have friends who are up there. Uh, no, she's not there anymore. She was uh, one of the, the vet teachers, professors up there. Anyway. Lots of people up there, and I love it up there. It's beautiful. So, super cool. Besides that, though, tell people how you can be found, where you can be found, any information that they should know. 
Okay, so you can connect with me. I'm most active on Instagram. So my handle is empowered underscore womb or my website, which is empoweredwomb.com. So those are the best ways to kind of get a hold of me and connect with me. Um, but the main way that I serve my clients is by supporting them through becoming and staying pregnant naturally. Um, I do that through one-on-one -on -one work, but I also have, um, I have a free masterclass that's coming up, um, one on Saturday and then one next week on Wednesday, I believe. So we can drop links there if anybody's interested. And I also have a program called Empowered Fertility Academy, and it's an eight-week natural fertility support program that walks women through like all the stuff that we just talked about and more, and then teaches them how to optimize their fertility through cycle charting and understanding their own unique bodies. So it's honestly like such a privilege to, to work with women in that way. So I, love it. Um, I primarily work with women who are experiencing conception delays or have experienced miscarriage. Um, but I'm always, always happy to work with women who are on the preparation side of things as well. Awesome. Very good. And the, your, can you, do you, because I was, I did this on the promo and, uh, and I sort of put my foot in my mouth, I think a little bit, but I want to confirm or not confirm, no, confirm that you, you don't do this with women who are going through fertility treatment. Is that correct? Or do you? Um, <laughs> It depends because okay. there's different kinds of fertility treatments. So um, I actually do work with women who want to do what's called like natural IUI. Okay. Um, if they're pursuing single motherhood and they're just trying to do that, I mean that's that's all cycle charting and timing. Like okay. very specific timing as well, mm -hmm. might I add. So I actually do have a, okay. a client specifically who I work with with that. Um, once it gets into like monitored and medicated, um, I, I don't want to say that I don't support them. I absolutely do. But um, cycle charting then becomes kind of a mixture of those two worlds. Yeah. Um, and so we, you know, often will work together to see what that looks like. Um, once they head into the IVF realm, um, my support changes more from like the sciencey stuff to more of the mental and emotional support. Okay. So absolutely still support, um, but I would say my expertise and specialization is in natural fertility for sure. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. So well, good. Thanks for having so me. Good. I could chat yeah. with you about this for hours. <laughs> I know. Well, I see it coming. There will be many more hours to come for sure. <laughs> well, that's lovely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for, for being here. And thank you all of you for joining us. Um, we will see you again next week um, at 10 a.m. Mountain Time on KUHSDenver.com. And, of course, you can find me, Taste Life Nutrition, in all the places. So the website the social media, all the places taste like nutrition, and a little bit more really quickly about soulful conception. Um, soulful conception is preconception planning. It is purposeful living for a healthy, a healthy pregnancy, a healthy body, and a healthy baby. Um, and know that a part, big, big part of this program is to support clients, but it's to bring in people like Adrian, who I had in last week uh, as part of the program, who have so much to give and so much information to give uh, for those who are preparing for pregnancy. I want people to know that wherever they are in the journey, we have someone who can support them. It may be me and it may be outside of me, which is the point, right? We want, I want people to know that there's, they are supported by someone or by their team, no matter where they are in the journey, even if it's going through uh, fertility treatments, whatever it is. So. Um, super cool stuff. 
We will be here again next week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again, Adrienne, if you want to stick with me for just a second uh, as I turn everything off. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.